There are few emotions as resilient in the context of motherhood. It is for most of us all consuming. That niggle that stays with you no matter how hard you try to let it go. Self-deprecatory for most of us. Power of guilt is undeniable. What if we could flip the narrative on mommy guilt and look at it as a means of self-reflection and give ourselves the permission to delve into the dark recesses of our minds? where guilt begins to fester these are conversations we need to have with ourselves in order to mitigate the crippling effects of guilt that seem to come free with motherhood definition of parenting is becoming narrower and narrower i don't think our parents had this pressure of not fucking up the child the goal was give food provide nutrition and sustenance give basic values basic education then they have to make of themselves what they will who we were as people i don't remember my parents taking moral ownership over who i was as a person i remember this article in indian express by shelja sen uh where she said that in in her time when she was growing up parents had you know they were able to exercise benign neglect chhod do bachcho ko it's okay i don't have to control every aspect of who they are and sometimes you can just let them be and i think the fear of screwing up is very unique to our generation we do see children as extensions of ourselves our parents did too but in a very different way i think in more Are, are they reflections? Are my kids reflections of my values? Are my kids reflections of the education, the premium I put on education or on whatever? But I think for our generation, it's uh, it's very different projection that we are placing on our kids. We cannot screw up in a very specific way, or even stages of life. Adolescence will—I mean, the child will devalue you, will turn into a monster that we didn't. ever imagine and i think those are all falling off the pedestal of ourselves in our own eyes that we will have to sit with and i think that's when the release happens of parents saying acha okay i i can only do this much i'm human and so i feel guilty for you know not being a patient loving mother towards my children all the time i shout i yell it makes me feel terrible and now when i'm the other thing that i'm guilty about is now that i've started to work and i have full days of work but i'm in the next room so in between sessions i'll walk into where taratosha playing or reading or chilling or watching their screen and they'll hug me and they'll say do you have to go back to another session do you want to uh, just play with us do you want to read to us that's what we did now you don't have any time for us your clients are more important to you than us um so that makes me feel bad and i feel that guilt of okay maybe i could just take less work or if this could last a little longer where i could just be there for them all the time these are the two things i'm thinking of i feel most guilty for taking time for myself I feel guilty for not wanting to spend every minute because they won't be kids for very long and for not cherishing every moment 
for for being a little like okay i want to check what's happening on social media or you know and i've been pulled up by my kids think can you just put that away and you know i'll never say it out loud i never i said no i was not you know i was not looking at my phone i was just checking the time okay <laughs> <laughs> so but i feel guilty about that i feel guilty that i want an escape and i feel so much like an escapist like when they go to the park i'm like keep them for one and a half hours it's you know am i not as perfect as i've as the picture i've created in my own head because for me this is the primary gig and i keep telling myself that this is your vocation this is your calling all of that and then when you don't live up to your own expectations they've not put that on me so yeah i'm dealing with that Hmm. Wow, very tough topic that we picked up today, and I, I'm finding it even tough to go into those places where the guilt lives. But picking up from where Priya left off, I escape Jahan a lot. There, I said it. I have outsourced a lot to my nanny. I've outsourced bathing, cooking, feeding. Uh, I. as as my work takes over and as my phd kind of takes over i have outsourced even part time which was you know something that jahan and i would do together i am not around very much and when i do these physical practical things like cooking cooking for him feeding him bathing him uh changing him running after him i get exhausted i get depleted and i want to break and i feel very guilty saying it and then i pull in my nanny and tell her nahi 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 tum dekho and then i must go into the other room where i'm working and i must recover myself through work or through scrolling something reading something yeah i get depleted very quickly by my child who is very non demanding i have to say he's he's quite easy going he doesn't you know he's not quote unquote very difficult but i still get very depleted uh and i still outsource the the hard parts i feel what i keep for myself though uh exclusively for myself is the emotional stuff the psychological stuff the conversations the reading the playing those are still my domain very very much i also feel guilty about not making enough money i don't know what enough is today but uh i also feel like i should be working harder making more money not letting my husband take the bulk of the financial burden i feel guilty that my phd is not going anywhere uh i feel guilty a lot and if you ask me i don't endorse mummy guilt consciously i i feel like we must question it and we must you know radically ask ourselves why we feel guilty and who benefits when mums feel guilty and how does it benefit the patriarchal framework that we've got around us but yeah i feel very very guilty i just don't feel i'm enough ever Oof, there i said it thank you for sharing that thank you for i think we have there. to see where it stems from does it stem from 
seeing our parents feeling feel guilty does it stem from partners i don't think so does it stem from our children and them looking at us and saying oh i wish you were there more wish you put your phone down or i wish you know is it that like where is it coming from or is it completely internal like what's bringing it up yeah i don't think it is internal yeah i think there is a social script of a perfect mom a good mom or whatever the one who does it all the one who can cook very well also earn very well also is ceo also kids are also very happy and playing all the time and uh, you know she looks great as well and she gets to spend time i mean that there is a myth of the super mom that was perpetuated primarily by patriarchal discourses and i think uh, that's definitely at least what i've internalized so whatever it is that i am not doing is what some other mom is doing and that's what i judge myself for yeah for me it's the external script that the mythical super mom creature that i know doesn't exist but is everywhere but within our circles do we have those discussions do we have mothers talking about this stuff does it happen like even to your best friends or something do we ever admit that you know we're not perfect and we're struggling because very often i feel like it's very lonely like the guilt that i'm facing is so sometimes so consuming and then i'm just like e i don't want anyone to know about this and you know do your do your therapists feel like this is normal you know do us therapists feel like people don't talk about this or so you're saying two things hmm. one is that we feel mom guilt and if we acknowledge that guilt to ourselves hmm. and the other is if we have conversations about this in our yeah friend circle yeah. peer group etc right just to you know it's just becoming part of who we are and i don't think our mothers felt this kind of mommy guilt mm but it goes from the unrealistic expectations and all of that that we've put in this dynamic of motherhood that we have to do everything per- perfectly but is it all right for us to not be the perfect mother at all times and be okay with that is anyone saying it's okay to like a friend or any and like it's okay that you want time on your own and it's okay that you're focusing on your phd or it's okay that you're in the next room and that's all right you've given your kids enough time there's no dearth of attention or anything like that do we talk about this to our partners um yeah that's what i was thinking i think these conversations are perhaps slowly emerging with the with my partner with romit i have these conversations do i have such conversations with other mother friends i have very few other mother friends we're beginning to talk about these things but 
most of it is a very silent battle. I think it is an internal process of acceptance and making space for it, not at least invisibilizing it. Conversations with sensitive people, with somebody who's willing to hear you, respect you for what's coming up, that's rare to find anyways. So when it comes to a very sensitive space of sharing about guilt, like Bakul said, shame emerges before that comfort does. So it's hard, but I think it's essential. And there is a shift. It's slowly happening. Maybe we need to create more spaces for that. Maybe we can't do it at a party, for example. Or it would be considered, or a response would be a very flippant response if we do it over, say, cocktails or just hanging out somewhere. But maybe more safer spaces, support spaces need to be created where such conversations can happen. Maybe not personal conversations, maybe sharing on social media, finding support in different ways. Maybe we can start these conversations now. There, I think there is an emerging space for it. You know, I became a mom two years ago, very, very recently, and it was peak pandemic. And the access to other mothers, uh, while, while there was isolation on the one hand because of the pandemic, there was also like this massive proliferation of WhatsApp groups for mommies, citywide WhatsApp groups for mommies. Uh, and I happened to join quite a few Bangalore WhatsApp groups for mommies, which turned out to be very self-selective. So very similar women selected themselves to those groups and the conversations ended up being very similar because the profile of women were also very similar. Largely 99% uh, women who were who intended to continue working after, soon after they had their babies. So concerns were similar. The, the shape of guilt was very similar. So I've actually found enough and more spaces where mommy guilt has been aired out. Uh, and a lot of solidarity and support because even before we were talking about should we breastfeed, should we formula, it's I just feel guilty all the time. Right. In fact, it was very open, very safe to be speaking about mommy guilt. So I've not found a dearth of those spaces at all. And in fact, the quick knee jerk response is, oh, but you're doing your best. You're doing what you have to. You know, everyone has to make choices. This is not going to damage your child. Everyone has the right things to say, the most comforting things to say. So the dearth of spaces is not the issue. It's the fact that guilt doesn't move. I can hear everybody. I have enough women telling me that I don't need to feel guilty. I say to enough women in my life with immense impatience now, come on, don't, you don't have to feel guilty. You know, this is whatever. Patriarchy wants us to feel guilty, whatever it is. But guilt doesn't move is my problem. It's out in the open now. It's, it's, it's breathing, but it's immovable. I cannot unlearn it. I cannot undo it. And I go back to Priya then. Uh, the question you asked is, why is it so robust? Where does it come from that it doesn't move? What purpose does it serve for us, if any? The fact that we're unconsciously or consciously holding on to it so dearly. 
yes, for a lot of mums, it's externally imposed. A lot of us haven't unpacked where it's coming from for us. But for the ones who've unpacked it, for the ones who've been able to air it out, for the ones who've been comforted by their partners, by their friends, it doesn't still go away. And I'm just struck by how resilient that guilt is. I wonder if it's an evolutionary advantage to feel guilty. I don't know. But what the hell is this? My mentor, who is a perinatal psychiatrist, said, oh, guilt comes free with motherhood. When you deliver, you get a child and you also get guilt also comes along. So, it's, so I've been told that it's going to be a lifelong companion. And I wonder if there are parts of it that are adaptive, that like Kunjan said, open up something for us. But I do know that large parts of it are dark and maladaptive. And what would happen if I was to say, I'm enough as a mom, I'm doing enough. This is enough. What if I was to say those words to myself and to my child? Who would I become? What would it say about me? What would it do to my child if I was to radically say, yeah, it's enough. Oof. It even felt scary to say it. <laughs> yeah. I'm always worried that am I inadvertently spreading momming guilt? Because as a stay-at-home mom, I have this thing of time being on my side. I've spent ridiculous amounts of time with my children. I have been very involved in everything they've done. And I see faces falling. Quietly, I'll say that, you know, it's just the quality of the time that you spend. Like, even if you have 15 minutes in a day, get on the floor and be involved as involved because that's what they remember. That mama sat and did sparkly glitter shit with me, you know. And yay! And that's enough. And that's that could be 15 minutes before bedtime. Because daddies do that. And they have no guilt at all. I was just going to ask, is there such a thing as daddy guilt? Have we seen it in our... I've not seen daddy guilt. I've not seen my dad feel guilty or my husband feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no daddy guilt. They're like, yeah, it's totally fine. You know, we've spent those 15, 20 minutes with them. Yeah. And daddies feel like it's enough. Mm. Right? I do think daddies feel guilt though. Now, the yeah, involved no, parent, yeah, yeah. the one, mm. Uh, mm. you know. Um, Doesn't fester. Yeah. They don't let it reside in everything they are. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. And it's it doesn't probably create questions like, am I doing enough or not? Yeah. So I'm coming back to what, you know, what we were say, talking about. Do we encounter this guilt differently? Do we have, you know, how come it doesn't move? What makes it so resilient? I think it has a purpose. Mm, the dark parts also, it has a purpose, I think. I, I've started to look at it from a, Lens of curiosity from what's bringing it here? Is it trying to tell me something? I start to have a conversation with that guilt, maybe. 
and I arrive somewhere. Sometimes it could be maybe I haven't taken a break in a long time. Maybe sometimes it's I want to just send the kids to my mother's house and take a whole day of eating junk, napping or going out and walking in nature, whatever it might be. But often now the guilt guides me and takes me to places where I feel I'm not paying attention to myself as an individual or in some ways to my children, right? So when guilt comes in that I haven't, you know, I've been, I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are the days they get off from school. I could go for a picnic. I could take them for a museum. A lot of that comes in. And then I try and sometimes free up a Sunday for them and for all of us to hang out. And I'm like, maybe I miss that with them. Maybe I want to put work aside for, for, an, for a few Sundays and hang out with my kids. Maybe that's why I'm feeling guilty. That's what guilt is showing me. Sometimes it could be having a conversation with the guilt to tell the guilt that, you know, thanks for coming in and, you know, showing me a part of me that I wasn't looking at. But right now, I can't give you what you want. I can't free up that Sunday or I can't do the tough stuff. I want somebody else to do it so I can keep the other tough stuff, the emotional, psychological stuff for myself as a parent to do. So maybe this is an invitation to other parents as well. That What if we are curious towards this guilt? Is it helping us also stay connected with what we value? And all the things that we want to do as a parent. And do we need to just listen in more closely? And continuously have a conversation, an internal conversation sometimes with that guilt. I liked how you put that, Gunjan. And I think that it takes a lot of inner work to be able to sit with our feelings, to acknowledge their existence to allow them to exist and then to talk to them, allow them to reveal themselves to us. And I think you and I, by nature of the work that we do, we've had the privilege or the compulsion to do that inner work through being in our own therapy, through being in supervision, through our clients showing us mirrors, through just having to do the work for ourselves before we can claim to be quote unquote helpers. Right. And I'm, and I'm also painfully aware of the fact that a lot of the moms listening to this might find our conversation about this, this part going within and listening to ourselves. I'm wondering what about the moms who might not relate to it? Because um, one step before that is missing, right? Just the permission to look within, the permission to be able to separate what has been externally imposed and what belongs to me as a value, right? Even before sitting with the guilt, what if there's one step before that, which means looking within, even staying with difficult emotions, saying it's okay to have an emotion, saying it's okay to listen to ourselves, saying, okay, where did that come from? Is it something I value or do I feel guilty because my mom or my dad or my boss told me that this is not right. And have I unpacked that for myself? 
And then I go to the inner layer of what is this telling me? Right. So I, I feel like maybe there's a graded approach to sitting with guilt. And one of the steps could be looking and saying, where did this guilt come from? A, if I try and sit with it, what voices do I hear? Who's talking to me? Whose voice is speaking to me right now when this guilt is speaking? And then we go to what Gunjan said, what is this telling me about what I need for myself, what I value? Just wondering if there's some grades in the conversation that can be introduced for people who may not have had that access to the work that you know we've had access to. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad you're breaking it down to the very specifics maybe or a way to start. That makes sense, yeah. If I might also add, perhaps our group has, by virtue of maybe the literature we consume, similar political leanings, similar value systems, uh, a, a very core understanding that motherhood is a social construct. And a lot of what we feel like we must do as mothers comes from the fact that we've unpacked what society's told us we should do and what we feel we must do, right? We know that motherhood is a social construct. For a lot of people, uh, that social construct has not been unpacked, which means those rules are still rules that must be followed because that's what mums should do. So there's where there's guilt, there are shoulds. Or rather, where there are shoulds, there's guilt. So perhaps an invitation to other mums that are listening to say that you may not be able to identify guilt very readily because it's this is what every mother has to do, right? That's the idea. But maybe you hear yourself, catch yourself when you use the word should, must, should. If I don't, I'm terrible. Like when that language creeps in, then to even unpack that and say, where did I learn that? Uh, who who said that I should do it? Uh, why should? What's my worst fear about violating that should? And what if that worst fear comes true? What would it say about me? Perhaps even just different levels at which we can unpack this guilt. These questions sound like a great starting point to address our own emotional inner worlds. We are privileged, maybe. We have you know, like you said, literature, our training, partners who are willing to sit through such conversations. This might look very different for a parent who doesn't have this privilege, who's on the go, who has, you know, targets to meet, pay the bills. And I wonder, maybe... Listeners can write back to us and share their experiences around this. Uh, sometimes we don't have the privilege to sit with the discomfort of our feelings and to talk to them and we don't have the time for it. Is there another way to address it then? Maybe it's okay to not have a conversation with it all the time. Maybe it's okay to shake it off, go out for a dance party and um, address it in another way. And I'm curious if mothers would write to us and share some of their experiences. I want dads to write in too. I feel like everyone has to have something that 
gets them to sleep at night you know and be like okay it's all right this is going to go as well as it's going to go and then we can just let it leave ourselves at some point because the one thing i know about mommy guilt or parental guilt i don't want that to pass on to my kids like i don't want that guilt about themselves in any way coming into their being like i don't want my daughter to ever feel this as a mom like everyone is good enough because they're trying and it's it's okay and if you need help ask for help but i think our generation has just taken the load on because our parents gave us the freedom to explore and go you know inwards and because they took care of like the basic minimum right so we've built on what they did as parents and now we're all looking inward and going for the vipassana and doing you know we want to do those those explorations are happening only in our generation i'm actually when you said that something struck me that perhaps our mothers had a very different version of mommy guilt which was externally imposed it was always the terror of tum kaisi mao everyone had a judgment right on what they did our so called empowered generation we won't put up with that that crap we will talk back at anyone who says tum kaisi mao what kind of a mother are you we will not tolerate that but what we have to sit with is you got everything your parents gave you everything you were the generation that had it all education access privilege you know the resources in our work how dare you screw up so it's more, some i feel like maybe the compass is tilting inwards with our generation perhaps with the last generation the compass was still the needle was pointing from the outside how can you do this our generation has dealt with that uh, we are assertive enough more or less assertive enough to say don't don't cross that boundary but i don't i don't think we've been able to battle the inner needle just yet of you got everything everything's going for you in whatever way circling back again to the way in which we talk to ourselves and is there something deeper i don't know that's what frightens me i see that already happening with ishan because he looks he has a tendency to look inwards and there is that thing coming that is this because of me you know anything that happens he'll he'll look in and be like what could i have done differently so i'm very worried that he's seeing us feel guilty and then he's going to take that forward and feel guilty about stuff and i don't want that to happen i want him so you know we do the affirmations and all of that that you are good enough and i think that's where i'm at like i don't i want the cycle of guilt to end with me for me to be that last point and not you know transfer to my kids in any way like mess up and it's okay say sorry you know and mean it 
that's it i know this sounds weird but i still feel guilt is essential not morally maybe not even around shoulds it is connected but maybe we can look at guilt differently you know i'll give you an example so once i was having this massive meltdown around my kids i was crying i was yelling at them i was so loud that my neighbors could hear me right and one of them so i i figured i'm loud and i am scaring my children so i said you know what i don't want to scare you both so i'm going to walk out right now baba is there you're going to be with baba you're going to be safe there i'm going to walk out and i'll be in the park or wherever i'll figure it out and i'll come back in some time and i'm not saying it this calmly i'm shouting and saying this and i walk out of the door and my neighbor is standing there he's like aapko aise nahi karna chahiye aap aaram karo gunjan aap thoda dheere bolo aap mat chillao aise first i hated this neighbor for doing this to me in that moment i didn't need it i walked away i went and sat in the park i continued to hate this neighbor for doing this to me but when i talked about this to my therapist something else emerged from there i arrived at how sometimes when there is a witness to your madness or there is a witness to your dysregulation does it help help you as an individual to ask some important questions do i not see this enemy as this neighbor as an enemy or as a judgmental person who is he to tell me what i should be doing he's not even a parent if i move away from that initial reaction to that intervention and don't block it did that intervention at some point help me to walk away when i was being unsafe or dangerous for my children or too much for them and walk away and sit with like yeah ha mujhe aise nahi karna chahiye tha and i'm i'm just thinking about this that when and i don't know what led me particularly what led me to see this as an opportunity to be a witness to my emotional turmoil my mothering style um but something shifted and i stopped blaming this neighbor or getting irritated with this neighbor and gave myself the permission to go deeper into a witness and does that help me regulate myself sometimes does that help me catch myself being bad or hurtful or shouting and yelling at my kids and scaring them because in our small bubbles we can also very conveniently see everything as good and i'm doing the best to my child and i'm so loving so i can't do anything wrong it's it's i really 
value what you said, Gunjan, because I strongly believe that guilt is cut from the same stretched canvas where self-reflection, accountability, self-witnessing lie. It's the same cloth. I think all of these very healthy behaviors of looking within, taking accountability, uh, talking to ourselves, holding ourselves accountable, not, I'm not going to say excessively responsible. There's a difference between accountability and excessive responsibility. I think guilt lies in the territory of excessive responsibility. Uh, but self-awareness, looking within, all part of the same canvas. Uh, something shifted in me when you said that, uh, what you said, because of course, the feeling of guilt alerts us to something that we might have violated in terms of what we value, true. But what we hate about guilt is the voice in which it speaks to us. And guilt tells us, okay, this is something, this is not good. I think you screwed up here, uh, which is accountability. Great, which is looking within. But guilt also says, you're bad because of this. You're terrible. This is going to have terrible consequences. It's irreversible. That guilt, that that uh, a very dark, very toxic guilt, I think, which is what we sit with as mothers, sometimes it, it, it makes us believe that we are beyond reparation. I love the territory that you're in, where guilt can be an invitation into self-reflection, into self-correction and accountability without the punishing voice. And perhaps... I wonder each of us speaks, speaks to ourselves in a different parental voice. Our inner parent looks very, very different, which is why our relationship with guilt is very different. So when we shout at ourselves, when we feel terrible, you know, you were able to reverse that loop and say, okay, let me stand back and see how I was to my children. You didn't stop it as, oh my God, I'm such a terrible person. I deserve to be punished. I'm a terrible mom. Guilt became a starting point rather than an end point. And that's the possibility in guilt. If it can move towards accountability rather than the end point of excessive responsibility. We love the stories that have come our way from people who have enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you like this episode, then do share it with other parents too. Reach out to us on Instagram. We're at mommymixtape. That's M-O-M-M-Y-M-I-X-T-A-P-E. 